hello and welcome to Filmmates. I'm Leith. And I'm JJ. Here at Filmmates, we make use of both our film degrees and our real-life industry experience to analyze popular movies and shows on a more technical level. This week, we're taking a look at Game of Thrones Season 1. Let's get into the editing, uh, which I feel like was the weak link of this season. I think the real reason why it's the weakest link is because they have yet to kind of have a style of their own. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, every director brings on a new editor, and that editor edits differently than the editor before them. Yeah. And the style, and I feel like Game of Thrones had yet to find its voice and its style at this point, which is normal because most shows don't. And here's the thing, I didn't think that the editing was, like, awful. But there's just some moments. But, the, the, but ex- with the exception of the editing on every fight scene, which is just Terrible. I'm pretty sure every fight scene was, I mean, the most of the fight scenes, uh, the Cal Drogo fight scene was somebody else, I'm pretty sure, but the two Westerosi fight scenes, Jamie one and Ned and Oof. the Braun and the random knight from the Vale, they were done by the same, I think, same shooter and same director and editor. But here's the thing, the shooting, I thought, was- I wasn't- I, I Well, actually, was, no, the shooting on the action scenes, I was not as impressed with. I wasn't impressed by it, but it was, I think the editing- farther emphasized how bad it was because I think they cut too much you couldn't see they cut much. too much they chose the wrong shots it was just bad and what's really sad is on the fight choreography is really good and so they're not utilizing it very well in my opinion I mean the fight choreography was good I felt a little bit of hesitation on the part of the well I think part of it is the way that they chose to shot it. You could see people waiting their turn to come and attack on several of the fight scenes. Yeah. It was pretty obnoxious that people were waiting. And I think that's partly because of the cinematography. And, uh, like, again, this is, like... And extras being extras. And extras being extras. Like, so, it was not really as much on the choreography as... And also, like, some of the actors you could tell were clearly a little bit more inexperienced. I mean, obviously... Obviously, the, the the one-on-one fight scenes are always better, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, the broad and the night of the veil, I feel like, is the best emphasis on, like, what a real fight scene I is. actually really liked the, the short little fight scene between the, ha- the hound and the mountain. Oh, yeah? That was really well done. I feel like there was a... And I, I liked how it ended with him saving his life by bowing to the king. And that was really well done. I did not like the earlier mountain, though. I don't like the earlier mountain. He's too small. They go through, like, three mountains. <laughs> yeah, he's too small, and they... He's just not the right height, and I just... Uh, he's not big enough. He's too tiny of a man. He needs to be a much better. I have. He needs to be a mountain. He needs to, yeah, and he's and like his brother is around the same height as him. Yeah, I'm like he's supposed to be ginormous. Like you're supposed to see him and like be like this man is not normal. He's actually, I'm pretty sure the actor might even be shorter than some of the northern lords are. Like, like, like you should see him and you should react like any character reacting to the latest JoJo and JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Like, holy shit, this guy is huge. Yeah, like, he's supposed to be so big, and, like, he can't ride any horse besides a war horse, and, like, this crazy big dude. Oh, I, speaking of the war horse, I really liked the effect on when he cut the horse's head. Oh, yeah, that was- That looked really, really good. That was good. a good prosthetic. That was a fantastic prosthetic. Really well done. Um, but now that we're- yeah. Yeah, but uh, going back to the editing- 
I felt like there was a lot of overcutting in certain places. So I feel like you can really tell with the, it was like three through five were done by the same person with the same uh, director and they overcut so much on those episodes. And then in the episodes after, they undercut in my opinion. Like they rest on things a little bit too long in certain scenes. Here's, here was my thing with that. I didn't feel like within the scene they rested too long, but sometimes the like scene their, itself. their scene to scene editing wasn't great. Like there was a bit. There was no good transitioning, I think. Yes, the transitions, the transitions were not off. as good. Like Where, the, whereas the actual dialogue editing, the editing within the scene, I thought was well paced and well done, but the scene to scene editing. Like, I think there was a scene where it cut from um, Shay's butt to some <laughs> hands in Daenerys' hair. <laughs> I was like, that's. Like, why would you choose to cut it like that? That um, looks so weird. Oh, or there was the one where, um... And it was a close-up of a hand. There was the one where it was... I think it was Tyrion and Shay about to fuck. Yeah, that's what I was talking and about. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Was, I, I remember went watching... Went butt, basically. Watching that be... scene and being like, okay, we're good. We get the point. They're about to fuck. Yeah. We get the point. They're fucking. We get the point. They're fucking. Oh my gosh, why are we still looking at this? Why are we still in this scene? We get the point. The one inter- another interesting choice of cutting from scene to scene was the scene where it was they went from Renly getting shaved by Loris and yes! getting a blowjob from which also included a very odd close up of a nipple. Yeah, that was just a weirdly uncomfortable. And then it went to um scene of Cersei and Robert. And yeah, yeah, like, the, it went from that sort of weird scene to a very serious scene of Cersei and Robert. And you're just like, why do we just go from that weird scene with that ended like that ended the, that, that ended obviously was probably one of the weirdest gay sex scenes on television, and yeah. that's that's after also having Oberyn's sex scene later on. Yeah, those actors you could tell were um, um, either not what, very comfortable. They seemed so uncomfortable. And but honestly, shaving another person's chest on camera was it's already a weird thing. And underarms. Yeah, it felt like a. Weird... He obviously it was very obvious that he was already shaved under the shaving cream too. They were not pulling up any hair. He was wiping Oh, you know, you know what another detail about that scene that bothered me? He only shaved one of his arms. <laughs> then they got he it. forgot the other underarm. They cut. They either cut, or, cut well, around they, that. They, or, I think that he got distracted by his penis. He and got... Then, he went, no, or rather, he was trying to distract Renly by distracting Renly's penis. He'll, he'll get to the other arm eventually. He'll get to the other armpit eventually. It's just so funny. Like it, I love the fact they also stay on his face as he's getting the blowjob and it's just the weirdest and sound ever. it's just ever. the weirdest thing. Oh yeah, the sound on that. So, that's not what... It was just I have weird. no idea, but I just feel like that was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was like weirdly loud. They really wanted to let you know what's happening. And it was... That's one of the things. That was one of the sound effects that wasn't that great. Because, number one, it was, like, weirdly loud. Like, it sounded like it was right in your ear. Which doesn't make sense with the shot. Because it's a shot of Renly's face. Not of his fucking dick getting sucked. Yeah. He just happens to have his dick getting sucked. So, really, the that sound effect should have been a bit more roomy. Yeah. They should have put, like, a little bit of a reverb onto it and made it a little bit quieter in the mix. Yeah, but it was so loud. It was so loud. And I was just like, wow, that's a little weird. 
And then it cuts right to this very serious scene between uh, Cersei and Robert that was wonderfully acted and beautifully written. Yeah, I love how they're just like, yeah, we don't like each other, but we're married and we have to be married. Oh, we'll talk about that scene. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, So the editing... And that's the thing that you could tell that a lot of cinematography was really good. A lot of the shot choices were really good, but the editing just couldn't. Hold yeah, up but to there's it. this like very big thing where I just feel like it it lacked a lot more due to the fact that it was they're finding their style, and I think that more mm-hmm. in later seasons is a cohesive editing style between directors. Yeah, like season three, the editing is the same the whole way through. Yes, and um, it was good editing. And yeah, so I think. And from we'll get there to that when we it, get to that. It's the same. Let's talk about the casting now, uh, which I think was well done. I think everything is pretty well done. There's a couple people who are just like, "That's an interesting choice." Yeah, I this may this may be controversial, but I am not a fan of Amelia Clark as Daenerys. I, it's not that I think she's a bad actor. I just don't think her acting style is suited to this kind of like. Why, kind of like um, how Oscar Isaac isn't a bad actor, but he was not at all suited to play Apocalypse. I think that they don't... I didn't think she messes well with a lot of the directors might be as a thing. I don't think she's getting yeah. the right... Um, Direction. I think, yeah, I think that there's there's a lot to say about a director and an actor's chemistry and working together. And mm-hmm. I think that... Like, here's the thing. Um, I think Sansa Stark's character works because they knew how to direct her. Yes. Especially in the first season. I think Sophie uh, Sophie Turner is an amazing actress because she's so young and she's doing a lot yeah, of Yeah, all the kid actors were... But... With the exception of, of Rickon, who we don't really see a lot of. Yeah. All um, the kid actors were really good. Even Rickon good. is a great actor, I think. He's kind of cute. I like him cute. in that scene where he was talking about his dad. I think he was really... It was really well acted there. Yeah. Um, but... Sophie Turner, they knew how to direct her. They told her the right thing. So, um, she in a recent interview said that, um, when they talked to her about, like, she was a really big fan of Justin Bieber, so when they talked to her about acting towards Joffrey, they told her to, um, to act like he was Justin Bieber. And I was just like, that is a smart way of telling how to act. Like, yeah, with kid actors, kid actors are, it's actually not to, if you get a kid who's, who's moldable, who's directable, it's pretty easy to get a good performance out of them provided you tell them to imagine the right things like that reminds me of a fun little story of uh star the pre star wars prequels Mm -hmm. where the kid who's playing boba fett couldn't get the the scene right and i think it was uh ewan mcgregor like leaned down to him and was like pretend like somebody farted <laughs> and he, the kid was able to get it yeah because it makes uh, sense in and their george world. was not able to direct him but that's beside the point but i think it is like uh, an actor like it's a certain chemistry you have with the director and i think that um emilio clark kind of um gets more into the role as she gets around and goes along and yeah. i think she has better there she acts better in certain episodes than she does in some episodes and you can really tell that she has chemistry with some directors and not other directors yeah um yeah, I, I thought... I liked her in a lot of the the other movies she's in, but those are mostly rom-coms, which are a very different style than um, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, so... Uh, yeah, I thought the casting on the twins was... On Jamie and Cersei was really good. They do look like they're twins. 
They do, and I um even though they're separate, different ages, like she, yeah. he's a little older than she is, um, and I think that's but but they 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 look like they're the same. Age. Yeah. Um, the one thing about Peter Dinklage does look older because he is oh, older than they are. Oh, he looks way older. Um, but I still don't mind it. I think that because he's such a good I actor. I think they all like look like a family. Yeah. They all look like they could be related, and then Tywin also looks like he could definitely, especially when you see him and Jamie together. Oh, in the early seasons, you're the, like, yeah, the oh, family yeah. casting is fantastically done. Like, uh, like uh, the guy who plays could, Tywin, I can see it. I can believe it. Even the guy who plays uh, Jorah and the guy who plays Jorah's father, you never see them in a single scene together because they're in co- two completely they different places. They have very similar places. face shapes and, like, but the moment you yeah. realize that, like, the moment, like, I realize that, that oh, that's, that's that guy's father, and that's that guy, oh, they do look like each other. Yeah, and also, I mean, I think that, um, uh, Amelia Clark looks a lot like, um, the guy who plays her brother as mm-hmm. Lord, uh, I think his last name is Lord, I forget his name. I think that Starks is where it shines, So, But my only issue is I wish that, uh, Sean Bean and, um, they, at least styled Sean Bean and Kit Harrington to look more similar. Yeah. I think that Sean, uh, Kit Harrington does look a lot like his brother, though. Like, I yes. think he looks a lot like, like, Rob and, and John look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. The one who looks the most like Ned, though, is Bran. Um, yes. And I think that they, like, the whole family, I think the casting is really, I think Maisie Williams looks a lot like she could be Ned and uh, Cat's son. Sansa obviously looks like, Sophie Turner looks a lot like she, her mother, and mm-hmm. that works, and they emphasize the blue of the eyes, and they emphasize the red and blue of, of, um, and all, and all the actors have Robert, really Rob good Starks. chemistry with each other. Yeah. I love the chemistry between the actress who plays, uh, Catelyn Stark and Rob. Yeah, I think, um, they have, a, the scene where they find out that, um, Ned died. Oof. The acting in that scene and their chemistry between the two was amazing, and really it was very good. emotional, and it fit so well and shot very well too it was very minimalistic in my opinion and very mm-hmm. well done um i like the chemistry between um catlin and um sophie turner too when she's braiding her hair it just mm-hmm. felt i felt like it felt like a mother and a daughter together and like yeah they, and i thought sean bean got along well with aria and i really liked his scene also with um kid harrington's character i found it interesting that they purposely make a choice to have him not interact at all with uh sophie Until turner they are Oh, oh, at yeah, all. Yeah. Like, they have no solo interactions at all with Sophie Turner's character. Yeah. But, like, he has a big scene with... Like, I like... Like, he had a good scene with, um, Bran and him have a good scene together. I mean, mm-hmm. Rickon's a baby, so they didn't care about... Yeah. I think that they, they ran into a couple issues with, um, child labor laws with him, and mm-hmm. they just were, like... Because yeah. he's so young. I... I also like the... The chemistry between all the Lannisters. Uh... I really liked the chemistry between uh, Peter Dinklage and the people who were playing the young, like, all the kids. The Marcellia and Joffrey. I liked the, him and Joffrey's chemistry yeah. as, as antagonistic chemistry. Yeah. I also liked his scene with the Hound. Yeah. I thought that was kind of, like, funny and, like... Oh, oh, and him and him and Braun. Fantastic. Fantastic yeah. chemistry. Um, I, yeah, I even like his chemistry with the actress who plays Shay. She mm-hmm. keeps such a thick German accent, though. The whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I feel transported back to Germany. Because um, I, I lived in Germany for a while, and um, I can tell you that her accent is so German. I think it works because she's supposed to be foreign. I know, but I just, like, every time I hear it, I'm just, like, a little tripped up. I'm like... <laughs> You're like, oh, she's 
so German. I just wanted to say, like, some talking German at about, some point. The thing about Shay is that they really liked her casting because they picked an actress with a very interesting face. And that's that's one of the biggest... Do you want to know what her career before she worked Game of Thrones was? What? Porn. Wow! Yeah, they, they casted her from porn. She's a really good actress. <laughs> um, but, um... Like uh, that's one of the big things uh, with casting is also is not just like finding an actor who who can act very well. It's like also finding somebody who has a presence, who has a face that you could just watch. Like you could, as one of my yeah. directing teachers once said to me, you could watch them eat cereal. Yeah. Do you know whose chemistry I really like? Mm-hmm. Asha and Brands. Yes. They have like a really cool dynamic where he she's teaching him a lot about and things the and actress like, who plays asha does a lot of these really really fantastic um bodily stuff like she does a lot of bodily stuff that's fantastic yeah, where uh, she kind of tilts her head and is hunched over in a very specific way a lot of good um casting from harry potter movies like so many of the actors they get yeah. from harry potter movies are great like even callan was in a harry potter movie and oh, Walter Frey, she, she was Hermione's mom in the the oh, in the second yes, to yes, last yes. movie. And Walter Frey was Filch. Filch. Yeah. Um. So they do like I think the casting, um, I think the casting of Walter Frey and his children just fit. Like I, that's exactly what I imagine Walter Frey would be like in mm-hmm. in the books, um, in the thing, um, the Northern Lords just feel, just like gruff Northern Lords. I would yep. imagine yep. like. The, but here's the thing that I feel like some of the greatest casting choices were all the way at the wall. I think, yeah, I think the casting choices at the wall were really good. I really liked the chemistry between Sam and Pip and Gren and John. I thought that was really cool. And I thought Alistair Thorne was exactly what I wanted Alistair Thorne to be. He's, a, you just like hate him. Like you want to hit yeah. him. And he plays it so well. Um, and all the bad guys feel bad. Like the, um, the other guy who, um, Who's just mean to to Sam, and they had a threat. Yeah, him with the yeah, direwolf. yeah. And and he was the same. Yeah, like he's not a good person, but I honestly like I think his act like the actor was right a good. Yeah, he's got a good feel to him. And they picked a, the guy that they pl- that plays Sam. He's just got I like I like his voice. Yeah, it feels very it feels very Sam, and and he he's just like like he's he got feels a pleasant so face. Sweet. He's a cinnamon roll. And then the sister act of um, Catelyn and, um, and oh. Liza was great, too. They fit. They look like the sisters. Um, they look very much the, like sisters, but, like, but one of them got crazy. Here's the interesting thing. Remember the fake tit? That was also a great the prosthetic. fake tit! We forgot about, to talk about it. Okay, so the first scene where we see Liza Tully, we go into the veil, and, we, and the camera sort of tilts up to see her, and she's up on... The, on the weirwood throne that she has. And the imagery is fantastic because the first thing you see of her is her up on the th- on the the throne in the in the veil castle and her son who is like 10 is sucking on her tit. And it's a fake tit and it's a really good fake tit. Really I also really good like fake tit. I really like how they maneuver the kid so they have him like kind of blocking the boob in the shot so you're like it's open and exposed but you have his head right there so you don't see it too much. It's not as distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it was like such a 
I don't know if that was it, in the book. It fits. I think she does, and I think it fits her. But it's character a great exactly. way of introducing her. And I think. Oh, that, I also think that her son is very well casted for her. Like I mm-hmm. think he fits who that is. And it, and you have to be a certain kind of like child actor to be comfortable with sucking on a prosthetic tit. Yeah, like all <laughs> the kids at my school are going to see this. I hope not. It's Game of Thrones. Maybe he's ten. They're going to watch it somewhere online. He's going to find the porn. What? I was not watching shit like that when I was, uh, well, I was also. No, no, JD, you were just in there. I mean, Sophie Turner was talking about how when she got her period scene, the kids at her school saw it. Oh. So, yeah. Well, she was in high school at the time. I mean, she was 13, 14. Yeah, so she was in high school. She was 13 at the time. Well, actually, because I was in middle school. Yeah, but I'm just saying that she was, st- she's still younger. The kids in her class are watching it. I'm saying, like, younger people can get access to it. They would find clips of it online. Somebody will post it on the internet. That's how and schools a, work. Yeah, and also, they have Somebody's a, older um, sibling would find it somewhere and then show them, like, oh, is this a kid in your class? Like, yeah, it will happen. But here's, here's a great, um, an acting pick was, um, Cal Drogo. Um, ah, Jason I, Momoa. I don't always like Jason Momoa and things. Like, I'm not his biggest fan. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Aquaman, honestly, but I'm not a DC person in general. But I did really like him as Cal Drogo. I do think that the casting choice made you like him more than you probably should have. But I think that he, one, got picked up the language, and the language stuff was really well done with him. Yeah, whoever their their dialogue coach and accent coach is. Woo! And I also really like when he died in the scene where he's like, Oh, I was, and he I was straight up impressed with uh, Jason Momoa. Like, the things are, like, like despite everything that's happening, eyes straightforward, not a single twitch from them. So, Doesn't close his eyes, nothing. There's, I've been on a lot of sets where people are dead, and it's really, really hard it's, for people to keep their eyes open. I, I was. That's uh, why a lot of times in TV shows and movies, you purposely have somebody go over and close their eyes because it's really hard to keep your eyes shut. Or, or they just have their eyes closed. I, and, like, even when your eyes are, ugh, even when your eyes are, like, also your eyes just naturally twitch just, uh, he must have had laser focus. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, I was, I was impressed I, with I was, him. Wow, that was great. And I think he had pretty good chemistry with, um, Man. Amelia Clark. Yeah, I think that they had good chemistry. I think that Amelia Clark had even good chemistry with Jora too. And I think she had good chemistry with some of the, um... Yeah. I think, you know what, who I like the best together? Jora and that one Dothraki dude, who I yeah. always forget his name, who, but I really, really like him for some reason. Who got killed early on in season two. Yeah, I really like their, like, little interactions together. Yeah. I thought they were, like, nice. Um, I did feel like there was a weird disconnect between um, Daenerys and the other, uh, the, the handmaidens. Yeah, slightly. Um... I, I don't know if it was, like, intentional or if they were, like, because they purposely wanted to do it or if they did it because uh, uh, the yeah. actor just didn't have chemistry with her. But I just thought that was the only thing within Daenerys storyline where they didn't have really good chemistry with any with them. Um, yeah. I, I like the scenes between um, Viserys and um, the guy who was there, the, the Magister. Uh, I thought yes. that was fun. Um but the best interactions, I think, in the whole season one were Peter, Baelish, and, and Barrys. Oh, I love those scenes. The only thing I scenes. did like about um, about one of those scenes was the fact that we went from three different Barry scenes. 
like yeah. bam 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 and it was very weird yeah um but i really thought that they had really good uh chemistry with each they, other they played scene. off each other very well the the pacing and, and like the rhythm of the dialogue and they just kind of like it just you could tell that these people were both excellent wordsmiths who yeah. are very clever and and you don't know if you can trust them or not and ah uh, ah uh, Picel, um Picel. he looks what a like, shitty old man well he um i like i just thought like he was exactly what i thought he would be mm-hmm. it's like an old dude yeah jackass i also liked uh uh the baratheons looked like they were very well suited for each other like mm-hmm. renly and robert look like they could be family yeah we don't see stannis until season two but he's old <laughs> but he's old he looks too old yeah renly does look like he's robert's younger brother yeah, and I feel like that's a that was a great uh, casting choice too. I do mm-hmm. like Renly's act, uh, but I don't think he has good chemistry with um the guy who plays Loras. Oh no, their their chem it gets a little bit better in season two, but honestly, yeah, you can tell that. They're I think they're so somewhat due to how they uh, they shot it was a yeah. lot better, but I um there's just some issues. I yeah yeah I just think that one of them isn't gay, so it just didn't play. Yeah, if you're not gay, it won't play. And also, the writing of that scene was just a little strange. Um. It was, like, a weird scene. Yeah, and then who else is there, um, casting-wise? The animals. Um, I mean, yeah, the animals are were very good. All well the cast, animals so. were very good. They had good puppies. They had that, good bigger doggies. They had good big, the big only, doggies. The only ones that they that were lacking were, in my opinion, the ravens. The ravens did this weird thing that it bothered me every time I saw them, where they'd, like, sit there with their beaks just open. Waiting for a treat. Like, it looked like they were waiting to get some food in their beaks, and it was weird. The pigeons were good, though. The pigeons were good. But the best, besides besides the obvious of the the good doggies, um, was the good horsies. The good horsies! They have some really good horsies, and some of these horsies just ride by themselves to places. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just think the horses did really well, and they did very well for, like, um, the scenes that they had a fight with horses, and... Yeah, I thought it was very well done. Yeah, um, and I liked I liked the colors that they picked for certain horses, and I think there's certain symbolicness to certain mm-hmm. horses. Like she's on a white horse right now, and I think it's very important that she's mm-hmm. on a white horse. And the horses' sizes are also very important. Like there's they purposely make Daenerys even smaller than Cal Drogo by mm-hmm. putting her on a smaller horse. horse and even yeah. in certain scenes, they actually put her on a different horse that's even smaller. Yeah, I noticed that. So that she's seated like even farther below him and i don't think it's to make her i think it's more to make her look tiny as opposed mm-hmm. to make her look weak mm-hmm. um because she is and i have to person. i have to give credit to horses these sets are loud noisy places and horses are skittish animals yeah which is why you could tell you could see some of them were getting a little bit skittish but they kept it together pretty they had well. some horse antics in later seasons that are apparently funny but not yet <laughs> oh we, we like, need had, to get to that they had a horse two horses that um had a shop together that actually had like they liked each other and were trying to like they <laughs> or something. they had a lot of like real dead animals i love yeah. okay so that okay. deer they found that deer okay the dead deer that they that they find that leads them to the direwolf was a real dead deer that they found and, and they it, brought to set and apparently it smelled so bad that people were gagging and like throwing up <laughs> method acting i <laughs> The, for Tywin, Tywin's introduction scene was where, great. where you, you go in, like you, Jamie goes in, and the entire time while he's talking, and that's just a great bit of business to have him doing. He is skinning this deer. 
Yeah, and that was actually the introduction of another character in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually in Sam's Flash. I think it was in, um, I think it's Sam's father um, has a scene where he's skinning a deer. I think that, um, I think that it was very, uh, I think that the idea of putting Tywin in a situation fits perfectly. I think it yeah. fits work. I also love the fact that the actor was like, yeah, I'm going to do this myself. Yeah. Um, and I just, oh my God, I uh, love the actor. It was such a great way to introduce that character. It um, makes sense for who he is. Like, I I genuinely feel like this is probably how he interacts with his children all the time. Yeah, it gives you a very good sense of the kind of person he is. There's also a lot of scenes. Like, there's a scene that was supposed to be right before the Red Wedding He where he was, like, preparing fish. Oh. Think about it. And I think oh. that... But here's the thing. Um, Tywin predicts everything. Um, there's a lot Tywin, of... Tywin read the a lot of A lot of Tywin's, um... A lot of Tywin's dialogue and stuff he does actually does, a, like... It's foreshadowing. Foreshadowing things later. The only thing that kind of, like, sure. rankled with me was the casting on the Dothraki, some of the Dothraki extras. There the were some of them the... white. Extra yeah. casting is the thing I think that, uh, that, that, they, that Game of with... Thrones in general fails at the most. I think extra, getting extras is, like, the worst part. Like, even the extra Lannister soldiers are sometimes just stupid. Mm-hmm. The extras who play, um, just random people. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't mind the extras who play um, King's Landing people. I think that yeah. they are pretty well done. Here's a slight problem I have with that: King's Landing is a port city, and it is also the capital of Westeros. You'd think it would be a little bit more diverse. There's a little bit more diversity in the the capital in the books than in the show. Yeah, and that always bothered me because like they're, they're, like Sansa's thoughts, he would like, mention like, people from Summer Isles. Like, there's a reason why. There's a reason why. Um, Ned could just get a Bravosi Swordmaster because he was already there. He was willing to come because it's a port city. It's, it's a it's port easy. city. So you'd think you'd have people from the Summer Isles. You'd think you'd have Bravosi. You'd think you'd have some people from Essos. So it was just a little strange. Yeah, how... like even um even in the books, like um there's like a Dothraki who was traveling with Fargo Holt. Like there's just like random people everywhere. Yeah. Um, like people were because people were immigrating to different places because that's how people work. Yeah. The uh yeah, the the casting great um choices and I don't have with any... the exception of some of the the extras. The issues. extras, but I feel like extras are like Yeah. Uh but the main cast is well casted. Yeah. Oh, ages. There is an issue. To be clear, we are analyzing Game of Thrones as the show. We are analyzing it as a standalone thing, not in comparison to the books does it stand on its um, own but there are some issues when it came to adapting and aging up the characters but they didn't change the dialogue to match like according to the dialogue rob is supposed even, to be 17 but no even no in the books he's 15 so they aged him up to 17 already but his actor is definitely but his look. actor looks nowhere near 17 and so is um john john's supposed to be 17 and his actor looks way too old doesn't look even, anywhere near 17. i would even say that that while she looks the closest to it, um, Amelia Clark is also does not look like she's supposed to be 17 either. Yeah, and it doesn't work when you already, like, it doesn't work to mix actual teen actors mm-hmm. playing teenagers with... Yeah. yeah, because you can see the shocking age difference between, like, Robert and... Like, and, yeah, you can cast... Like, even no matter how tall Sophie Clark is, she has a younger face, and, like, Arya looks very young when she see her scene with, um... Mm-hmm. And, um, Sophie Clark? 
Sophie Turner. Oh my god. Who the fuck is <laughs> Sophie Clark? I'm really fucking Sophie Turner's names put together because I'm saying their names so, so much. So you just you just opened up <laughs> some terrible fan fiction. Oh, it exists. Oh, I guarantee you it does. People um, are weirdos. Uh, but there's shipping real people. The age difference between like Maisie Williams and Kit Harrington is jarring. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and it's like, here's the thing: you can cast older actors to play teenagers, but you have to keep it consistent and scale up all of the characters. Yeah, because in this world, if, if Rob is supposed to be what seventeen looks like, then that doesn't make sense. That Sansa, who's supposed to only be like what four years younger than him, looks so young. Yeah, and there is also like puberty doesn't work that way. Uh, another issue that you were pointing out is Danny. Her behavior does not make sense for somebody who is as old as she is. Yeah, it makes sense when you're, like, younger and, and very Because she's supposed to be, like, how old in the books? 13, at the beginning. Yeah, a 13-year-old. She is very illogical in a lot of ways. And she thinks with a very simple mind and goes back and forth on things and can't make up her mind and very Don't easily. Don't say too much. People are going to hate you. Well, yeah, well, it's this is the reality of the situation this is what she yeah, does she, she thinks a lot like a 13 year old would yes um, and she's still learning like a 13 year old would um but she's just like playing. the series i think a lot of his decisions and decision making doesn't make sense for somebody who's supposed to be like in their mid-20s yeah and it doesn't make sense because like he's making decisions like a 18 year old yeah he's acting like a petulant teenager when he's played by a man who looks like he's in his 20s. This is a man who looks like he could have a child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just, yeah, that, um, the, a lot of the aging up, and also, like, the interactions with people, like, you look at Richard Madden, you're just like, why is everybody questioning him as, and calling him a green boy? Well, he is a green boy, but he looks Richard like Richard Madden, a, Rob? Yeah, he looks like a man. He, yes. He looks like a man. He doesn't look like a boy. And Kit Harrington has full facial hair. He does not look like a boy. Here's the thing. I I have to disagree with you on something. I, I, can, I can excuse but no, I'm other actors. 17-year-olds in this time period should have seen war by now. Yes. So it, that's but I can still I can still see character old, uh, characters who are much older calling these two boys. But my thing is that, like, they're, like, in their mid to, like, later 20s, I'm going to say, like, they're yeah. 25 to 26 yeah. or 7 at this point. And there's sometimes characters who are their same age, like, their age of their actors who are calling them children, and I'm like, Yeah, that not. is a bit weird. This is weird. Um, and I just, I'm always like... Same, same with the issue of, uh, Tyrion looking much older. Like, he's, like, 10 years older than his co-star. Yeah, and I just go with it, I'm like, okay, maybe this is just what this world is like. Maybe he's just a- prematurely aged because of the stress of his childhood. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Tyrion, Tyrion, I think, can get away with a, a little bit more because he's supposed to. He also on top, drinks a shit ton. Uh, yeah, on top, he does not live the best lifestyle yeah. for, for healthy living. The Hound is way looks way older than his brother does, too, in, the, in general, in every season. Especially in the later seasons, but in the even in the early seasons, he looks older than his brother. Because he's another actor who's, like, in his 50s, and he's supposed to be playing somebody who was in their 20s in the yeah. book. But now I guess they aged him up a lot. Yeah. Eliza, you said, looked older, but I put that off to, like, also just I think that's just because she's life. very, she's more gaunt. Yeah. She, she's also not living the best life. Peter her... looks around the right age, in Peter my Baelish? opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ned looked old, but he he's Sean Bean. He looks gruff and manly. He looks 
Sean. I like really like the casting for um um uh, Benjamin, and he looks like he could be Ned's younger brother. Yeah, and he definitely looks like he could be John's uncle. Yeah, he looks like he could be John's father. <laughs> Maybe to be that's honest. they should deep ma- lore. They should have done that. They should have done that. <laughs> the uh. <laughs> I feel like the ages work for the younger ones, aging them up, like Sophie yeah. Turner. But they didn't age them up enough to, like, do the scenes that were in the book that were really, like, disturbing, luckily. Because I, I did not want to see them. I yeah. did not want to see Sophie Turner stripped in front of the court or any of that yeah. gross and shit. I, but I think it, it works to have them be cast as, like, much younger actors because it makes the horror of what's being done to them. Yeah. You actually get it. Yeah, I do like feel like what happens to Sansa, you're I feel like, like that's a child. I do feel like they probably ran into a couple dish difficulties when it came to um the experiences they were having on set and their mental yes. health was probably affected by it because that happens with a lot of young actors. You have um, to be very careful. You I have think to they learned them. from that in later seasons and how they handled young actors. It's just like in the um, I feel like Maisie Williams, especially and Bran and Sophie Turner, were probably very. And even um, little Rick Ons actor, I feel like they were all probably pretty affected by what was happening because they were seeing some brutal stuff. Yeah. Even if you know it's fake, it can be really traumatizing to, like, hear all the fact that these things did happen in history and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I feel like that probably did wear on them a little bit. Like, Arya sees torture in some things and, like, um, sees, like, what poverty looks like and, like, yeah, all these things. And she's put in a lot of physically strenuous situations at a yep. very young age, which is interesting. And Surrounded by a lot of things. And Sophie Turner gets abused. Yeah. Um, like, she gets hit in the face um, uh, by people. So she, like, even if it's not phys- they're and not physically And her character gets her. threatened with rape. And stuff like that. And, like... And that, that has its toll. Yeah, and she she's... There. It's the first time... Apparently, Sophie Turner, when they read the pilot... Because they also read the scripts together. Uh-huh. Even the kids hear, read the scripts together. They know everything. So, actually, Sophie Turner said her sex education was Game of Thrones. The first time she Which ever heard about terrible. it... terrible! The first time she ever heard about it, but a blowjob was, was because of the pilot episode um, reading. Whoa! Yeah. So, yeah, maybe they should have done readings when the young people were only reading their scenes. Yeah, um, maybe they I maybe don't... they should have thought that through a little bit. Yeah, it was um, probably very eye-opening for them to hear some of these things and see some of these things. Yeah. You have to be careful about that I stuff. mean, they get really close with Sean Bean, and then his character just bites, bites it. It's super I mean, murder. I feel like we should have all knew Sean Bean was going to die because they casted Sean Bean. Because so. it's Sean Bean, and if he doesn't like, die, you fucked up, actually. Like, you did not write Sean Bean very well. You didn't write Sean Bean very well. He did not die. Yeah. All right, and that is the end of part two of our Game of Thrones season one uh, technical analysis. Uh, Just a few quick housekeeping things. Uh, The next episode will probably be going up tomorrow. We have a Twitter, at FilmatesPodka1. We have a Gmail, filmmatespodcast at gmail.com, if you want to go check us out on there. Uh, we also have a YouTube, which is now uh, called Filmmates, uh, before it was called Filmmates Leaf, uh, because I don't know how to work YouTube, apparently. Uh, also, we are on iTunes. It would be a great help to the show if y'all would go on iTunes, download, rate, and review the show. That's really what we need right now to help grow our audience, is to kind of move our way up the charts a little bit there. So we have a Patreon. If you feel led, please don't hesitate. 
to uh, donate because we got different expenses with life. Part three will be going up tomorrow. And that's all for now.